Hey, Peter. Hey, Adam. You ready for a little romp? Yes. A little romper stomper? Let's do it. A little, little blues romp here? Come on. Come on. Check it out. I'm Adam Ennis. And I'm Peter Martin. You're listening to the You'll Hear Podcast. Advice and inspiration for music and for life coming at you. Well, if you like music, and I know you do, you might want to check out today's sponsor, which is Open Studio. Go to openstudiojazz.com for all your jazz lesson needs. That includes the Piano Access Pass. Check it out today. Yes. And with the Piano Access Pass, you will get access at least for a little bit longer, Mm -hmm. but you want to get in soon because we have something very exciting coming up soon. We're not ready to announce it yet. Okay. But you do get in on the daily guided practice sessions with Sir... Adam Manis. Well, I've not been knighted yet. but You haven't. Well, by the attendees, I would say you're darn near knighted at this point because you are lovingly uh, guiding a group of, um, a very diverse group of pianists in terms of level, age, and geographic region, and, and gender, and everything. It's, it's really exciting. Just the common bond is wanting to get better, wanting to be able to practice with yeah. other folks during a pandemic period, and, and you lead them so well, and it's been a beautiful thing. So folks can still get in on that. Yeah, come, come practice with us. We're practicing every day over there. We're working hard. There's a live version. There's an app where you can check out each day's guided practice session uh, on the same day. It's, it's pretty awesome. It's a great community. Everybody Everybody's helping each other. We're getting better. It's it's working. So today, man, I don't know. I'm springing this on you. I want to launch a new series. Yeah. No, I, here I, on our, on our I podcast. can feel it. I can feel it. So one thing we've done a lot of is transcribe, right? And we've transcribed a lot of different piano players. And I've noticed that you and I have transcribed some of the same stuff, but we've both transcribed a lot of piano players playing on a blues. Mm-hmm. And what I want to talk about is maybe some of the giants, right? Some of the Mount Rushmore here of jazz piano. Mm-hmm. What are the different ways that they approach playing on a blues. I thought we can kick it up here with uh, my man, McCoy Tyner. I've been yes. spending a lot of time with McCoy lately. And it's a this, nice place to spend, spend some time. Oh, it's really great. So this album, Live at Newport, has really hit me hard. First of all, because of of the personnel on there. Clark Terry's just just destroying this album, like, yeah. like cover to cover. But also McCoy's playing on here. And it's actually kind of an a interesting band. It's Bob Cranshaw on bass and Mickey Roker on the drums, um, Charlie Mariano on the saxophone and, and Clark Taylor on the trumpet. So like not a typical McCoy band from this era. This is a, a 1963 early McCoy uh, solo record on Impulse. But this Newport romp, it's B-flat blues, right? And at this period, McCoy is playing a ton in John Coltrane's band. And so you can obviously hear the influence on McCoy from Coltrane. And so I thought, my thought is, is like we could break down a little bit of the things that what makes McCoy playing a blues different than say Oscar Peterson or Wynton Kelly or Thelonious Monk playing a blues or Herbie Hancock playing a blues. Like what is the difference between these great players? So I thought we could start with, with McCoy today. I have a few things that I picked out from the transcription of this Newport romp. Just from the first chorus, you get a really good sampling of how to make some sounds like McCoy on the blues. So let's listen again to this uh, first couple of choruses here from Live at Newport is the album, and this is the first track, Newport Romp. (laughs) 
okay, that's really all we need. Like, yeah. th- there's so much. He information. hit all his big points in that. Already. Well, yeah, but how much? Do, it sounds like very stereotypical McCoy sound. He has such a strong sense of style. McCoy Tyner yeah. does. It's just great. So, what do you notice first and foremost? Like, what what stands out to you for that McCoy sound? Well, I you know I actually think the amount of bebop. Yeah. that is in his style you know we don't necessarily because he's not a bebop player but he's very influenced by that it's there and though it's there though so yeah. he takes his rhythmic concept like what i'm hearing is very uh bebop kinds of lines you know approaches enclosures those kind of things but then the fourth voicings in the left hand like he kind of juxtapo- juxtaposing those that's right you know no he doesn't do that but he's like as soon as he's got those force as opposed to the more yeah. like those so yeah just bebop that's the first thing he I does know. do something like like um in this first chorus like like he does do like a yeah that that's yeah. there that's there that is a great point so there is some at least i think you're right in that it's like he's not playing like you know right it's not straight bebop or even post-bop but there's influenced there yeah that's definitely and a lot of it, and a lot of it. <laughs> yeah. That's one thing. And then the fourth voicings. That's another thing. I'm glad you brought up because that's there too, right? And fourth a di- voicings. A lot of diatonic movement with those fourth voices. Right. So that's when you take a voicing, say like, right here we have a B flat seven. So you take like from the bottom up here in the left hand, A flat, D, and G. You can move it around that B flat dominant scale. Right. Just move those diatonically. Right. Yep. Sounds great. That's what he's doing there. And then along with the that. I mean, you can play bebop all day and it sounds, yeah. still sounds like McCoy. Yeah. There's a couple other things, though, that I noticed on this course. Yeah. So he leans heavily, and the McCoy sound in general might lean on this. And I think he this is something that was definitely from the influence of Coltrane. Yeah. Th- that sound. So this is like an F minor sound. Yeah. It's I, almost like he's thinking F minor over B flat sound. Absolutely. He does something like... Yeah. It's almost like an F minor, F minor pentatonic, too. Almost like an F minor pentatonic, right. Exactly, yeah. He kind of floats between that and straight up, like, like straight up B-flat triad plus yeah. one, you know? Well, I think that's that influence. So, like, when you're on the F minor pentatonic, like, that's that sus four. Yeah. The dominant seven of the F, but the... But he won't necessarily... But he'll go... Yeah, like yeah. you're catching another octave going between that fourth and that third. So, yeah, exactly. So check it out. So you're if you're on that F minor sound, right? And then you hit that. Just going between. It's so modular. F minor and B flat. Yeah. And then adding one or, one or two other notes around you know the the hemisphere of those. That's the sound, right? It's like F minor pentatonic, B flat major pentatonic. Yep. And that'll get you a long way. And then a lot of just kind of just, um, you know, nested triads that are in the E flat, you know, exactly. first dimension. Uh, I like dimension. that. Nested triads. Nested Hold on, triads. I'm write that down. <laughs> a new thing around here. Nested triads. And there's such great, you know, melodic, uh, you know, devices that he uses. So an- another thing I'm hearing already in this, and I, I love sort of tracking this in McCoy's playing in a number of different areas are we cool yeah okay good (laughs) so we've got um his rhythmic approach and he does this on ballads Mm. definitely does it on blues and everything but that's this idea of like coming in with a syncopated idea on the up so it's like one two one two three four yeah 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 and then like when does he stay on the up and then shift over to the downbeat you know it's a recurring theme 
and then he yeah. and he finds a way we'll to play that again. Them. But let, 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 uh, let, let me count it off so we can really feel where it is. One, one two, one, two, three, four. Something like that. And so when he gets there, that's like that resolution because he's on the other side of the beat, the other half of the beat. And that's something McCoy loved to play around with, um, you know, on impressions, like when it's very modal sitting on the same chord, uh, big fourth block chords he would do that with, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and he had such an innate sense of syncopation and, and, you know, like the rhythmic architecture that you could set up in a solo by using that. One more thing that I think will really nail nail home the McCoy sound on playing a blues. I'm loving this, by the way. We're going to do Oscar Peterson next. Let's okay. do how Oscar Peterson. But but to finish up just on how you can maybe make it sound a little more McCoy, you might notice that this was not a 2-5-1 cadence at the end of this blues. This was a 5-4-1, right? Also very indicative of that Coltrane band during that time, right? All of those those Coltrane, Coltrane blues, blues leaned yep. on that that basic version. And you'll notice what McCoy does here on that five chord. It's yeah. that. It's literally an F7. Yeah. Yeah. On that first chorus. That tells you all you need to know about what needs to happen. You don't have to think about like these like. Right. Exactly. Like McCoy exactly. Tanner just went. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That's hip. Exactly. Yeah. Well, he just and the rhythm is so hip of what he's doing. I think another thing that he does great in this first chorus is. You know, the half-step approach, which is a fairly common and somewhat basic of a substitution based upon, you know, on a blues going from the one to the four chord, you could think of it as a tritone substitution. But it's like... like, You know, but he does it in line and nests it within his melodic line in such a great way. nested half-step approach. The the old classic nested half-step. Now, could you use nested triads in the old nested half-step? Yes, you can. But the way he goes up and just slides into that kind of, it it almost makes it sound like he's playing more out than it is. Yeah. Because he's making it a hipper thing because he doesn't do these kind of substitutions like right on the measure or like for two beats or whatever. Yeah. They're always flowing kind of with what his, they're, they're melodically driven as opposed to structure. Yeah, they're not, I am a robot McCoy Tyner. Deploy, nested, half-step approach. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. not at all. Yeah, yeah. So it's such a... Uh, He's so melodically and rhythmically driven. I mean, of course, harmonically too, but to me, it's always like the harmony flows from what he's doing, telling his story with the melody, you know? Love it, man. Love it. Okay. Well, there's our How to Play the Blues, like McCoy Tyner. Now, that's a very... one course. (laughs) That's a very... uh, It's a very... uh, a blues for dummies kind of approach here but I, I think actually the 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 act of taking an overview and seeing like what is it that makes this player this player yeah i think it's an important thing to do and to talk about it with you is just is really awesome and let's do let's do op i would love to do monk with you you know so much about monk's music and, and how to play uh some monk isms and i think yeah. it'd be cool to kind of break down how monk approaches a blues it would be cool to do winton kelly you know maybe on freddie freeloader is one we talk about Ooh, a lot what i don't know <laughs> uh maybe even some bill evans oh bill evans you know an underrated blues player and very interesting approach and definitely. then his cousin bill levins bill levins out of topeka kansas rarely heard part of the witness protection program as it were so thanks for listening everybody that's right until tomorrow you'll hear it <laughs>